0: first dog I ever loved was a Yorkshire Terrier called Humphrey. Now Humphrey had uh, arrived on my 8th birthday because I'd whined and whined and whined in the fashion of dogs that I really wanted a dog of my own and so um, Humphrey appeared and he wasn't one of these really tiny, uh, frail Yorkshire Terriers, he was a big old ratter and he was a great dog great character and Uh, in the style of small dogs he went on for a long time lived till he was 17 so he was all the way through my childhood that was Humphrey he was my companion uh, as I ignored him while playing video games when he wanted to go for a walk but um, so that was Humphrey loved him very much Uh, yeah Humphrey was really the first dog I loved
1: The unmistakable Dulcet tones of Andrew Cotter, who's agreed to be my guinea pig actually on the very first episode. He, of course, of Oliver Mabel fame and sports commentary on the telly if he can actually be bothered with that malarkey (laughs) anymore. I was so excited pulling up, Andrew, to your house because it's very lovely to see you, Uh as always. But look. (laughs) It's it's Olive and Mabel in, in the garden, and I'm so excited. To look, meet your listeners, dogs. look, 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 listeners, there there are Olive and Mabel.
0: I've got quite a because I'm I'm sort of providing because you've come up, you know, you've made the long journey up, you have made quite a sacrifice to come here, so <laughs> I've I've provided some equipment here, and I've I've realised that the, this microphone that I've got here is quite bassy, but I think it's quite um, I don't know it's quite a. Yeah, you might get a little bit. I might hold it a bit further away. We should be, we are professionals. We should be able to do this. <laughs> um, yes, I'm the guinea pig. You oh, are... it's a guinea pig pod. Should we start that? Should we? The could... Guinea pig pod. Do you know, what?
1: I'd never thought of that.
0: Um, there That's must be a dedicated, I mean, it would be quite a small audience, but really dedicated <laughs> to the, the guinea pig pod.
1: The guinea pig pod. Oh. I prefer the dog pod for the time being. I wonder, looking at your dogs, Mabel looks. Very regal, sat there in the, mm. in the sunshine. Olive's asleep. It, has fame gone to their heads? These two are they demanding? You know, extra cushions in their beds, and I think Evian water
0: every five minutes. If they had brains and heads for it to go to, then it <laughs> might be dangerous. But they're just they're just cracking on. I think, like any dog, this year they have a enjoyed it. They were all around. But they, they probably have been affected a little bit by the fact that we are a all, all ladybird. So a ladybird has just attacked me. The ladybird pod. I'm now thinking about that. <laughs> but these are harlequin ladybirds. I'm led to believe with the uh, far what, more spots. What's the
1: difference? Oh, so far, so more, got far spots. more spots. So okay. they are the
0: invasive species there. So I shouldn't do. But I just, I just love all creatures. In fact, We're talking these, uh, of spots, of course, yeah.
1: my, my dog is here he has, as, as a... well. And he, what do you make of how they've they've interacted quite well? Mabel seems to be the one who's not, who <laughs> doesn't mind telling Spot.
0: No, well, they've interacted in. Uh, Spot has got a little bit handsy with Olive. Uh, got out his stepladder and uh, expressed <laughs> his ambitions. A small dog. Um but and but whenever he tries it on with with Mabel, Mabel tells him where to go. But Olive Olive didn't tell him where to go. I think Olive was quite taken with Spot. No, so I
1: think I Olive
0: think was. He's walked round claiming everything in our garden, which is not a big garden anyway, so he has he has he decides that he he owns everything in the garden, including the shed. Um, but that's fine. He's he seems a very. This is the first time I've met Spot. He yeah. seems a very jolly chap, and I was slightly concerned because I thought he was a Jack Russell, but he's a mm. Parson's Terrier. Now there is
1: a, a subtle but distinct difference.
0: If I could describe him, he's a, he's hello there. He's coming up to say hello to me. Hello, what a beautiful face he's got, and he he's just looking at me with face. that adoring expression but that's,
1: that's his normal face He says please give me bacon notary side i just wonder oh, when hello. you go out, out now up. with oliver mabel are, are you kind of getting recognized the whole time
0: we are he's, olive... just,
1: jumped, he's, just, he's just jumped on your lap and i'm a bit worried we're going to get Olive's two jealous labradors not, here
0: Olive's, she's not entirely happy with the situation you can stay there if you want but i have to say that <laughs> both my uh, girls are quite possessive so olive looks as if She's taking it quite calmly, but she might kill you, Spot.
1: Spot, that's a brave, bold move to jump on the host's lap <laughs> um, in front of his own dogs.
0: So yeah, so we walk around, just as you say, just out here. There's a, but it's it's our sort of local. We just got the lane and, and wander around a bit. But there's quite a popular dog walking area for people. So we have absolutely 100% noticed people saying, um, "Is that Olive and Mabel? Is that?" And quite often, I walk round with my. My general, my resting—can we say it's? You know, the people. Some people are said to have a, a resting bitch face, <laughs> in, whereby their, their resting face is just quite. Um, who was the England cricket coach, the Zimbabwean who had Andy Flower? No, it was before. Before was it? No. Oh, what was his name? Was he anyway? Because and,
1: Andy Flower was the England cricket coach, and he was from Zimbabwe. So, sure,
0: no, 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 no. It's not ringing a bell. This is terrible. My sporting knowledge extends to the sports I do. But anyway, he had just quite a sort of sorrowful face just when he wasn't doing anything, but he might have been thinking about going to the supermarket. He might have been thinking about something quite happy. He just had quite a sad face. And my face is quite, when it re- my resting face, my face of thinking is just, it's a furrowed brow. Um, my other half would call it my garage forecourt face because I walk across the garage forecourt <laughs> and, and she sits in the car going, What's he so angry about? What's happened in there? And so he's furious. Anyway, so but it's not, it's just my resting face. So I've got to be careful of that now because I'm wandering around with my my resting cross face and uh, and then I'll walk past someone and they'll say, oh my God, is that Olive and Mabel? And I'll suddenly have to tra- turn this frown upside down and suddenly have to just, uh, oh, hey, great to see you and, and turn it on because I don't want them to be going home saying, that guy who uh, owns Olive and Mabel, what an absolute arse he is! <laughs> he's evil. He looks like he's going to kill somebody, which I do, but uh, I'm not. But uh, that's just what I look like. So yes, they get recognised a lot, and it's uh, it's been very very strange.
1: We'll Hi. talk about the lockdown phenomenon that is Olive and Mabel, which has obviously spurned a book deal, probably to a children's TV show, maybe I don't know. It's probably a movie in the making as well, but. Spot is now just being complete floozy. He's turning it
0: on, isn't he? He's (laughs) really
1: turning it on. He's basically rolled over onto his back and now wants you to tickle his tummy. and
0: Which I'm obliging. Well, you
1: are, and he's thoroughly enjoying it. Have you always been a dog man?
0: Yeah, and uh, uh, yes, uh, absolutely. And from a very young age, uh, the whole family had lots of dogs. Um, Quite often, smaller dogs from when we were growing up. Um, All this detail's in the books, Sonia, so I'm not going to give too much away. (laughs) But uh, no, we... um, Smaller dogs in terms of Yorkshire Terrier and Shetland Sheepdogs, but then the dogs have got bigger and bigger as we have, uh, as we have uh, gone on. Not those dogs themselves; they haven't got bigger. Uh, but we, my mother now has Bull Mastiffs. Or, I mean, one Bull Mastiff, but she's gone through a series of Bull Mastiffs. So that's know, but, not a small dog. Not a small dog. I couldn't be sitting here with a Bull <laughs> Mastiff on my lap, rolling it over and tickling <laughs> him gently. I mean, I could, but because uh, you hernia. could do yourself
1: a mischief. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so uh, and I'm not a huge fan of small. you know, I say this. Oh, well,
1: steady! No, no, no. But what I mean dog is, on your
0: lap. I know. But what I mean is, I'm not a f- huge fan. I love all dogs, but I'm not a huge fan of toy dogs, as in little frou frou dogs. I quite. I like dogs who are dogs. If that makes sense. And the reason I I like Jack Russells or Parson's Terriers is that they they've got. Real spirit about them, but they're quite serious dogs as well. You know, they are they're they're ratters and they they know. will.
1: You can spot will probably shortly around here disappear down a rabbit hole or yeah. he'll he'll dig a massive hole in your lawn. So. Well he won't
0: because I'm stroking his ear at the moment <laughs> and he's decided that is that is more important and so he's he's given pardons to all the all the creatures around him. Uh, we've
1: just alluded it because dogs are a bit like rugby players, aren't they? They come in all shapes and sizes and per- personalities. As right, but well. I'm not going to
0: roll Lawrence Dali over <laughs> on my lap and tickle his stomach. I mean, I might do after a couple of drinks. No, but um, I so
1: I'm, I'm curious as to the sort of personality dynamic between Oliver and Mabel.
0: Well, I mean, Olive is the older dog. She's four years older. She's seven and a half. Mabel's uh, three and a half. I had to do arithmetic there. <laughs> she's four years older, um, seven and a half. So uh, o- Olive is slightly more, and it's not because of her age, she's slightly more sober and, and serious. She's not serious at all, but compared to Mabel, she's slightly more responsible, I think. Whereas um, Mabel is, I-, I want to say a moron. Uh, she but she's a lovely moron. But she's just slightly more idiotic, and um, don't listen, Mabel. She doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't even know who's what her name is, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> she doesn't. I mean, she's. They're both lovely dogs, but they're 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 different. They're different personalities and characters, and I would hope that that comes across slightly in the videos. Yes, I play up to it a bit, and might exaggerate it a little bit. But um, of the two uh yeah olive is just a fraction more serious and a fraction more she likes her her own space occasionally mabel has no concept of her like own you. space or yeah exactly <laughs> well that's why i feel such a strong connection to olive genuinely because she you know they say that owners look like their pets whereas you know I, i've got some sort of personality um, you know in common with olive uh whereas mabel is mabel is Sports are up again. Mabel is just a little bit silly. I will put it that way.
1: Uh, there's nothing wrong with a bit of silliness. I oh, no, I love it. In, absolutely. In, in love the it. world, are you quite strict with them? So I notice their beds are downstairs. Are they ever allowed upstairs? Oh no, they on do. The they
0: are allowed upstairs. Yeah, but they wouldn't. They would. Do they ever be...
1: sleep? Are they allowed to sleep on the bed.
0: Only very rarely overnight. And that might be when...
1: Isn't that when you sleep overnight?
0: No, but I mean, I mean, it's, yeah, yes. I, I'm a mysterious man who's just a nocturnal creature. No, they... Um...
1: You strike me as somebody who would say, no, they sleep downstairs and they're...
0: No, no, no. I love having them in the bed. But, oh, okay. Um, they... Some
1: people find that really weird
0: Bed's not concept. big enough for two labrador. Labradors are quite big dogs and the bed's just not big enough. So they come up in the morning um, and will sort of have a lie in. On the bed. But then Mabel tends to creep towards the pillows as well. That dog creep thing where you think, okay, you're fine there. And then suddenly it's a mafia and you've got a dog's head on the bed and a pillow next to you. Um, so yeah, I try I have, and avoid it. I have it. to
1: admit, I mean, I'm Spot, I live in a flat, so there are no stairs, which kind of re- takes that equation out. And Spot, every night, hes he's on the bed before I've ever got hmm. ready. I'm still brushing my teeth, he's already yeah. on the bed. And there are those times where I turn over in the night. And he is—he has got—he's done the pillow creep. He's got his head on the pillow. Well, he's actually under the duvet, oh, yeah. and he—I was like, can you look any more human? No, dog?
0: exactly. And, I, and listen, I love dogs, but I know what they do during the day and what they roll in and what they <laughs> eat. So I'm not entirely convinced that it's the the best thing to. I, I, you know, if I'm lying on the sofa watching TV, I will have Mabel's face next to me. But for some reason, it just seems in bed. It's just not just not right. It's just not appropriate. <laughs> Look at her, she's looking at Spot now because she's she's a little bit wary, uh, Mabel. She's got these hackles that she'll pick well, she up. She
1: has told him off a couple of times already.
0: Well, again, he he, he made some inappropriate uh, suggestions well. to her. And so she she said, ah, ah, ah. no, no, stranger danger. And...
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> her face is just adorable. I spent a lot of lockdown actually apologising to the good folk of South West London because... A lot of people they just wanted to get out the house and they, mm. they go off for a picnic and spot has this capacity to lock on to a picnic like oh. a heat seeking missile and go straight in i think so far we've had a pork pie packet of crisps and his favorite was a bag of brioche and you've never seen a small terrier rip the cling film off his bag brioche. of
0: brioche you're from southwest london aren't you? <laughs> a bag right. of brioche well,
1: i only know it was brioche because i had to say to the lady what is in that bag? So I was slightly concerned at the rate at which he was wolfing it down.
0: Tinta. They're oh. in the brioche again.
1: <laughs> it's the brioche. I was like, oh, okay. So uh, do these two ever embarrass you? Like spot less. Yes. To embarrass oh absolutely. Me.
0: Yeah. No, I mean Olive Olive is food obsessed. I mean most Labradors are, but she, again, she's slightly more food obsessed than, than Mabel. I don't think Mabel realizes that people have food. I don't think she realizes anything the more you is, talk about
1: she, mabel the more i'm loving mabel
0: i love her as well but she's she's not Don't, she's not all t- there whereas olive, olive knows exactly lovely. she's focused on food and if she sees picnic tables or people eating then i i'm quite often running after her because she won't stop at that point that's all she is is zoned in on is getting to these people who have food and i'm shouting first of all i trying to see if the people have a dog with them if they have a dog then it's a better situation for all because they're going to probably understand what's about to happen. But if they don't have a dog, and some people don't like dogs or are scared no, of dogs the point, or whatever, and they run around and get children as well, they don't know that Olive is not interested. She's not a, she's not a killer. She's not going to do anything. No, she's not going go, do I'm running harm.
1: over going it's to the children, he won't hurt you. I promise he won't hurt friendly. you. But she's friendly, but they can really see the sort of friendly. panic in my eyes. They go, <laughs> yeah. well,
0: do you mean that? So I'm shouting, have you got food? <laughs> have you got food? <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm just wandering so vagabond, saying, "Have you got Human. food?" Exactly. Um, but then, if they have food, I quite often say, "Just hold it above your head. <laughs> hold the food. Hold the brioche above your head, and you'll be fine." But it's, um, yeah, she's with Labradors and with certain dogs, you just can't. You know, people say we should train them better. Honestly, if they get the the idea that there might be food there, that there's no power in the. Earth That's the thing them. that
1: really embarrasses me more than anything is that people don't think I've tried to train my mm, dog, mm. and I, I do try to train him. But just he gets the scent of food, and, yeah. and or he sees a squirrel, it's game over. I can't squirrel. do it. It's, there's years of DNA hardwired ah, into, this, yeah, this, into this, small four-legged canine, and yeah. it's just it's hopeless. I can't. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah.
1: And then of course he won't come away, so I then have to walk away.
0: Yeah. I find if you just go, so all I do is I go out with either. Sausages. Handfuls of money to apologise to these people. <laughs> or book tokens for Olive, Mabel and me.
1: <laughs> Nicely done, Mr. Cotter. Nicely done. We t-
0: I'm sorry that my, my dog has eaten your child's food and a little bit of your child's hand, but here's <laughs> a book token for Waterstones. So uh, they've got a book coming out, so enjoy it. Enjoy. Yeah.
1: We will talk about Olive, Mabel and me because you do now have the most famous dogs in the United Kingdom. And mm. it all kind of started with... One tweet, and you just simply said, "I was bored." Yeah, was it? Was it as simple as that?
0: I suppose it was a bit of that. Yeah, oh, oh spots popped up again. Um, I suppose it was a little bit of that. Rolled you over. I suppose it was a bit of that, uh, and that certainly was the sort of humour, or supposed to be the comedy of the first tweet. And that all the sports gone. What's the sports commentator going to do? So here I am commentating on. My dog's eating breakfast. And again, I've said this before, you know, it could have been on anything mundane. That was the, co- the comedy of it, the supposed mm-hmm. comedy of it. So I could have commentated on, you know, somebody playing Scrabble or somebody doing this or whatever and say, this is all I've got left to commentate on. But the uh, the most mundane, uh, you know, normal thing around our household is our dogs. So I commentate <laughs> on them eating breakfast. And I'm glad I did that because that gave it a much larger audience than if you'd commentated on someone doing a jigsaw because people love... dogs. So there was that attraction as well. So
1: So you just hit hit it right on the mark. When did you actually realise that you'd actually struck a chord?
0: Five minutes after tweeting it.
1: Was it that quick? Oh, it was was
0: extraordinary. Um, I think it was Caroline Motherhalf who said, you know, um, I think your Twitter's going a bit mad. (laughs) Um, And then you look at it and it's, you know, because I've... you know if you do a, a public job which we do you have a, a decent enough following i mean i've you know forty, fifty thousand 50000 people following but they but you never get you even if you tweeted the most uh, i spot you're going to pull this out and also now i'm left staring at your nether regions there spot could you go away anyway so if you tweet something about you know that was something amazing had happened in rugby or golf you might get a few hundred likes or retweets or whatever but this got that within seconds and then it went up to thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands within minutes, and so you're going. This is um, this is, is is madness. And uh, I think it just it it just captured something of the feeling of the time, the weirdness of it, and the feeling that you know all of our worlds were being sort of turned upside down in terms of normality had gone and sport had gone. And this is what we're all trying to. You know, we're having we're all having to do something a bit mad here to get through it. And so me commentating on my dogs eating breakfast was just that. Now, I can just say, actually, that this is unacceptable. You because. You could almost
1: Olive... commentate on what is going on right now, couldn't you? Because well, I... you've got Mabel... Olive's walking around with a toy rabbit in But her this mouth. is Mabel's.
0: That's Mabel's. Uh... That's absolutely Mabel's. And so she will now fend off Spot. They've been playing... See, I'm commentating on it you play here. Mabel and Spot have been having a bit of a brawl, a bit of a play. Then Olive came out of the door with the slightly torn cloth rabbit of legend, but that is absolutely 100% Mabel's. So she will now try and take that. Spot's wandered off into the fringes, the shadows here. He's now, I think he's just marked something else out as his <laughs> and he's now just kicking grass over it happily.
1: But there is a standoff now going on over the toy rabbit.
0: But this is what happened with the second one because this is it happens every day olive does not care about possessions she only has this at the moment because it's keeping mabel from having it <laughs> but mabel wants it dearly but also and this is why this will have to stop is that olive will try and destroy it she'll just chew a foot off it so caroline has helpfully lobbed a squeaky ball to olive she's happy with that now so
1: they've both got toys now and they're but bo- they both... no, no, no
0: no no you'd think this is where they're happy with but ah. watch this now so Mabel will put that down she's got the cloth rabbit But she wants to have whatever Olive has as well.
1: She is. So she'll just take that. She's forward to now take the ball, even though she could have the cloth rabbit, which is undefended.
0: But she's been distracted by spots sticking his nose where he shouldn't stick his (laughs) nose. So she's now had a bit of a shock there, but she's got the ball. Olive doesn't care, as you can see, about possessions. She likes to keep them from Mabel occasionally. Some people thought when they saw that bone-stealing one that, oh, poor Olive. Olive couldn't have cared at the end of that whether she had it or not. She gave a sad look to camera, which I was grateful for in the acting. I thought, hmm, that might work. But Olive doesn't care. She's gone off now. But And and Mabel will hoard her three possessions, which she's got now, in the cloth rabbit, the squeaky ball, and uh, the bone. So, yeah, there we go.
1: The Zoom call was my personal favourite, actually. <laughs> yeah. That was a work of genius because it just that's what everybody in the country was doing. So why shouldn't Olive and Mabel? No, Mabel... You need to push the button—the one that says biscuit—and
0: everyone knows I'm Mabel on a Zoom call. I've been that Mabel on a Zoom call. Well, I
1: think I replied to your tweet. I think we, we, all feel, we all feel a little bit like Mabel right now, or something.
0: I was chatting uh, away on a Zoom call the other day, and I was wondering why they weren't laughing at my amusing jokes. And <laughs> you're coming up against, Spotify. I—okay, this is a running theme here. And it's—I it, uh, do it like because, the fact, have you
1: noticed throughout this whole conversation that it's your lappy sitting, or not mine?
0: Yeah, well, he likes the novelty of it as well. And uh, I think he recognises me from the videos. I think he does. Well, I'm barely in them, but I was in the Zoom call. Anyway, so, yes, and I was chatting away and then realised that nobody could hear me because I hadn't switched on the audio. So, (laughs) and everyone was just saying, it looks like a biscuit, hit it with your nose. (laughs) Um, So, uh, yes, I I quite like that because it moved it away from commentary. I did get a bit genuinely concerned about you don't want to be seen as the, the comedy commentator. And I will, I, listen, I've passed that line now because I will go to sporting events. People will say, where are Olive and Mabel? Or where are your dogs? Or, you know, I or they'll be listening to sport or watching sport and going, I don't, I don't care about this. I want to see Olive and Mabel appear. <laughs> so I didn't want to be seen as the guy who's the parody commentator. So that's why I was quite, I, I was really keen to move it away to something like the Zoom meeting. But I liked doing that bit of something creative. I think some people thought, great idea you know, how did you get them to sit still for the Zoom video? Well, I didn't, obviously. I mean, it's, I, I filmed them in, in many different ways. I filmed them independently. And then, it's, it's, you know, I, I quite enjoyed that edit, editing process of it. It and was had, very
1: clever, very clever. Well,
0: in terms of making it look like a Zoom, I have to give a, sh- a shout out, as the young kids say these days, uh, to Tony Maybe, who oh, you will know. And, do and, do. and so he's one of the great editors at the BBC, because he, I, I said, this is what I want to do. And I knew how to put them all together and get the timing right, but I didn't know how to make it look like a zoom to get the graphics okay. for it. Um, and so he, he added the, the finishing touches. He's a
1: clever man, He's Tony, clever baby. Man, yeah.
0: But, but it, that took so long to get right, because you film Olive separately, you film Mabel separately, then you stitch the two together, which I did, to put them in split screen. And then while watching that split screen of them together... Then you record yourself.
1: No, you don't want to give too many secrets. Away, I don't want to get, but I, I think I, I don't Oliver mind. Mabel, giving... Oliver Mabel were on Zoom. I think that's what people. Sorry, yeah. Into. What I
0: mean is, <laughs> I set up this Zoom. I sent a Zoom link to both of them and their email addresses.
1: Correct. And
0: they answered it. And love
1: it. See, we that's that's what we're that's what we really knew yeah, exactly. happened. Now, you are a really, really funny man. I'm going I'm to make you blush a little bit now little because bit. There's, there's many times I've been at a rugby match and I'll be sitting on the touchline with my earpiece in and I'm chuckling out loud and there are people next to me looking, what's that mad woman? What's she laughing at? And I'll be laughing at one of your brilliantly dry one-liners that you know, there's a break in play and you've spotted someone in the crowd or is a small child doing something it shouldn't. And that's just like man of heaven. For yeah. you, and so I kind of wonder. In all this whole process, is, are you sort of a frustrated comedian? Has this been a great opportunity for you to well, be Andrew Cotter, a bit large?
0: Yeah, but you don't want to come across as too David Brent. When I say, yeah, I'm, I'm a frustrated entertainer. I think uh, favorite actor Sydney Poitier. But <laughs> it's you don't want. Yes, I. I mean, I've always I've always loved good comedy and i've always i did always have a hankering to be a a comedy writer but when you say that you sound like such a tool anyway it's just like (laughs) oh yeah fancy yourself as a funny man but i do you you
1: are genuinely funny
0: that's very kind of you i don't i I, I like the idea of writing comedy i like the idea of trying to deliver it i've always liked that but you then you start doing something which is i can't imagine it it would be a hard life being a you know there are so many funny people out there and so few of them make it in the bit. and and you know people spend a lifetime building going through the whole process of establishing themselves in the comedy circuit and working the working men's clubs or the small comedy clubs and so i've no end of admiration for for them because it it can't be an easy business so my sort of paying job is sports broadcasting which i love anyway but you you kind of fall into that and you do that and you find yourself You find it is your career, and you look sort of half wantingly at some other. Oh, I'd love to have written comedy, but you never get the chance to do it. And so, even in a small way, and it is just a small way, these little sketches with Olive and Mabel, you get a chance to, you know, scratch that itch. And it, and it, um, so that, that's been really satisfying in a way to to get the chance to do something slightly different. I don't say satisfying in this awful year that we've had, but sometimes it's,
1: You've got to take something good out of it. Well, yeah, and sometimes you have it's to be forced
0: at. or given a push to try and do something different. And because all my work's gone, my broadcasting work, and from the start of March, I think Scotland against France and Six Nations was the last work I did in terms of sports broadcasting. And it's not really coming back until... There'll be a couple of days of athletics, I think, in September. But it's not coming back until October, November. So that's six, seven months without work so if you hadn't if I hadn't done something else I would have gone mad anyway I would have tried to do something and it just so happened that Mabel who's sticking her nose into your bag at the moment looking for food Mabel and Olive you know filled that gap and I don't know it's been it's been very very strange but satisfying in a way because I've I've had the chance to do something different.
1: You've really though made people smile during a a very difficult time I just Every time a new video popped up, I was just laughing out loud to myself. You know, Trouble is you
0: run out of ideas, though. That's the, not run out of ideas, but you can see how, you know, in that comedy vein, you can see how it must get so difficult for writers because you'll have the initial... one Or something in writing, you get so many one-hit wonders in music and because they have this initial inspiration and then they might have uh, something else and then it uh, slightly t- tails off because the original spark of creativity only takes you so far. So you, it's ideas... Ideas are the, is the most difficult part of it. Then it's difficult as well. I've got a couple of ideas for things, actually, of Olive and Mabel just now, but it's, it would be so much easier if they would follow direction and say, <laughs> I want you to do this and I want you to, you know, then if you give this perfect little look to the camera, that would be great. But yes. they don't, of course they Never don't. Never work so. with children and animals no. as
1: well because Spot's now just decide. I, I have got some notes here. People <laughs> think, well, we're just sitting here nattering away. I've got some notes. There's yeah. some structure to this. Spot's decided to just sit all He's over editing them. them. Thanks, Spot, yeah. for that.
0: Ask him that question next,
1: Yeah. He, what do you think? Yeah.
0: Yeah, not much. It's a hot day. It's
1: a hot day. He's had water. Oh, really? <laughs>
0: That's perfectly allowed.
1: A belly rub in the sunshine—that's your—that's heaven for you, isn't it? Spot yeah. the dog. Uh, what's the one thing that you know you've taken from this in terms of the reaction that you've had? I was talking to, to Caroline in the house a little earlier, and she was telling me a couple of really nice stories of people who just loved what you did. Been, and you know, there was one one young girl was going in for an operation, was terrified, and yeah. you very kindly did a video for her. Have there been a, a few moments I, like that.
0: Oh. So many. And that's part of it is you feel quite bad because you can't, you uh, physically haven't got the time to reply to to them all. But I think the overwhelming thing is that Twitter's n- never been a particularly or hasn't been for a long time a particularly nice place. But throughout all this and this corner of Twitter, this dog related corner of Twitter has been so nice and people have been so positive positive. And yes yeah, there's been a lot of sadness in 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 dog terms of people saying, "Oh we lost our dog last week or last month um and they send pictures or um are we thinking about getting a dog or you know this this reminds us of our dog and and it's it's been it's been very nice it's clearly touched a touched a nerve um and struck a chord with a few people but yes there's been a lot of people saying um i'm having a a tough time at the moment, and your videos made me laugh. And somebody contact, as you said, somebody contacting on behalf of somebody who's going for an operation, or there's some, uh, a woman who just started chemotherapy for uh, cancer. And so you do a uh, do a little message with Olive and Mabel, and you feel bad that it's all you can do, but it, but it, it is all you can do. But it's it it makes a, it sounds ridiculous. It makes a big difference because I remember this woman got back to us and said, uh, "My." sister or cousin who had been in touch, she had been the woman who would emailed, said, um, oh, my relative has just started treatment for cancer, but she loves Olive and Mabel, could you do anything? So you send this video back. And and we got this reply, this lovely reply from the woman saying, um, I was literally just starting my first course of, of, um, of chemotherapy, and my sister brought over this uh, the phone and said, have a look at this, and started it. And I thought, oh, another Olive and Mabel video. And then it was actually a message from Andrew and Olive and Mabel to me and I can't tell you what a difference it made. And I don't tell I don't say that to be the virtue signal saying, I haven't I done a marvellous thing? I'm healing the world. <laughs> but it it genuinely and you'll know me as quite a <laughs> quite a cynical, miserable person, <laughs> but it genuinely touches you. So it it's been it's been extraordinary in that aspect of it I don't (laughs) you can probably tell I don't talk with any great fluency about this I don't feel particularly comfortable talking about it but it's um but for for a change in this world which is unpleasant at times and there's so much bad news going on at the moment that it's really nice to see people having just a moment of uh, happiness or enjoyment or silliness and if that is what you know all of Mabel and I have done then you know that's enough isn't it
1: and that's nearly the title of the book <laughs> no, that's come a out. Of clunking
0: Olive... segue, but we like. Well,
1: it. we like a clunking segue. Olive, Mabel, and me. Yeah. So you've spent the sort of best part of how long now at hard at it at your desk, it's getting been, meeting yeah. deadlines.
0: I mean, because I'm not because I'm not a writer. I mean, I write columns now and again, or I write a, a montage or something for for, for BBC. But. Um writing a book is a very different process. So that was somebody, a publisher came in after the very first video. And I think I found out that publishing is a bit of a, gam- a gambling business on behalf of the publishers, because after the second video, four more publishers came in. Whew. And, and so, it was, so the winner was the... The winner? <laughs> the winner in landing me was the first <laughs> publisher because they had spotted that something might be happening here and they were the first in. And so good on them. Uh, good good on them and, and thank you to them for giving me some work because that has been my work over the last few months has been writing this uh, book uh, which will come out in the autumn about uh, olive Mabel and me and hopefully it conveys some of the humor of the videos but it's it's really about our relationship our you know about how I came to love dogs, how I came to love and have these dogs and um as was the adventures we have we we spend a lot of normal time. I remember that, (laughs) Uh, climbing the mountains. Uh, So it's going to be heavy on pictures and heavy on stories about them. And just, I think hopefully all dog owners will be able to relate to it and say, yeah, I know that from having... Our dogs, so uh, there's some something for everyone in there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You've been told to say you're good at this. Yeah. you're good at this. I
0: think it's something for all the family, Sonia. Really, <laughs> I think children should <laughs> pest other parents have it for Christmas. Christmas. Aren't we? Oh, uh, no, yes. exactly. If you want video games, no, buy this weighty yes. tome of uh,
1: Oliver Mabel T-shirts. Maybe do well, they covers? Well,
0: I mean, the merchandise thing is another side of this. In that, uh, I've not gone down that route at all. But people have said, "Get what's happening with your merch." Yeah. So I don't know. I have no idea what's happening with my merch. I didn't <laughs> no, did I have a merch. I don't know. So they said um, merchandise and, and people contacted and said, look, I can, I'll can. i go 50-50 with you. You know, uh, I looked into the company and it was a, a big enough company that does greeting cards and calendars. And they say, happy to go 50-50 with you on an Olive the Mabel calendar. And people would buy it and they'd buy the T-shirts as well. Wow. But I don't want to be seen to be the real... And and listen, you can make you could definitely make money of it. You know, people were saying, "What about the slogans from the videos, like you know, uh, mind of a wolf, body of a care bear, or tasting absolutely nothing underneath pictures of Olive or Mabel?" And people would buy their favorites. And yes, you could do that, and you could make money from it. And it's it, I'm, I'm not going to lie, part of it was tempting when your job disappears <laughs> as a freelancer. Course. But I don't want to be seen to be totally exploiting them. In that you know, uh, let's sell. Olive and Mabel as commodities. Look, look at her now. Look at Mabel now. She has what's in nose there?
1: in my basket. And you so know exactly what's in there. Dog treats.
0: Dog treats, right. Oh, yeah. Mabel, Mabel, she's, Mabel. She's no, she got... doesn't know her name. Mabel.
1: <laughs> she genuinely doesn't know her name, does she? No, no, she doesn't. That's very funny. Now, you talk about mountains. Mm. And actually, you know, during lockdown, Spots had, A, he's had me all to himself, which is a total novelty. And he's mm. loving that. And we've been on some incredible walks uh He's been swimming in the River Thames, running riot round Richmond Park, yeah. not chasing deer. Not chasing deer. Not Fenton, chasing deer. I hasten to add, his favourite is actually Oxshott Woods. He loves the woods because mm-hmm. in and out of the bracken, chasing squirrels, he has had a high old time. But he's never been up a mountain, and he's never been up a oh, snow-capped mountain. It. And so I wonder what what what's the highest peak you've taken, Oliver Mabel, to?
0: Um. I mean, the highest one, or just uh the highest one, well, not the highest one, they've not been up Ben Nevis, but they've been up, um, I mean, 4,000. They've got up anything. They've been up, uh, well, they've been up Bray Reich, which is the third highest in the UK. Wow. So that's about um, 4,100, 200. Uh, and so that what's was actually. the like like, first
1: time you take them up. Somewhere like
0: that. Well, again, Sonia, I would recommend that you the buy, buy, buy the book. too <laughs> actually, no, that is on that is on on YouTube. That experience, but it's 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 certainly detailed in the book. The first climb with Olive, first time she felt the snow under her paws, and you can see her reaction to it. It's uh, it's there. What, what would that be called on YouTube? Anyway, it's it's there somewhere. Uh, first climb with Olive, probably under Mr. Andrew cotter on YouTube. But it, so they go mad. They go absolutely mad when they feel the snow. And the Labradors have got great coats so they're warm enough and I would put an extra coat on them if it gets to about minus fifteen wind chill. Um
1: That's a whole other conversation by the way, because yeah. I have a whole Spot has his own wardrobe.
0: Yeah. Well but, the, but he's much th- but but he's a much thinner coat than those dogs are much thinner coated than than all of them. He is. Labradors that, are extraordinary. But that
1: hasn't stopped me, I'm saying, buying multiple <laughs> options for Spot. Oh
0: look, We're all mugs, aren't we, in <laughs> terms of buying stuff for the dogs. I mean I've bought various things for the dogs that they just don't need but 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 coats, I would put an extra one on them.
1: Spot looks great in a padded coat.
0: Yeah, but quite often I see people dogs wearing coats, and I think they don't. You know, they don't need those coats on. That the owners are. I'm exempting you from this, <laughs> Sonia. That that it's just a it's a it's a fashion accessory. And I think look at this proud wolf wearing a wearing a <laughs> some sort of leopard skin. I don't know.
1: I know. I, I was. It was funny because I went to um, a department store during the Rugby World Cup, and the Japanese love dogs, but they have all the dogs that you perhaps right. don't like because they're all tiny and they genuinely... Again, have you read, have would... you stolen
0: my manuscript? Oh, are you... <laughs> there's, there's quite I a lot. we've had the
1: same experiences. Yeah. And they are the sort of dogs that would go in a handbag.
0: Oh, they put them in... I mean, I and, saw lost count of the number of dogs I saw being pushed along with And, and I went,
1: actually went into one of... There was every... On the high street, they have... Pet shops with these dogs in, and I, and which then led me to a department store where there was a whole floor just for dog clothes. Well, it's dogs
0: as toys and accessories, and I, I you know, if the dogs are happy enough, I don't, I don't mind it. But dogs are still—it doesn't matter what size they are—they are still genuinely uh, wolves. They are, you know, they they have dog instincts and dog needs, and we try and bring them into the human world, perhaps a bit too too often. I mean, I say this as someone who's tried to hold a Zoom meeting with his dogs, but. In terms of thinking of them as little babies or little humans or little toys, I don't feel particularly comfortable with that. They're dogs that want to be gallivanting around the fields. And I understand in Japan and Tokyo in particular, that is tricky. But I was in Yoyogi Park in Tokyo, near where we were. Hello again, Spot. And, you know, you'd see in this park dogs being pushed around in prams. You think, let them run free. No, no, I I
1: don't. I don't.
0: I know you do not Well, you just told me about you I go to I, Richmond Park and so that exactly. So exactly. Scott has but a great I, life. but
1: he, I am part in the winter when he gets a little bit chilly. Then yeah, he has got a particularly. But how nice do you know he's chilly? He's
0: not chilly because he
1: sits shivering.
0: Uh, he's putting it on. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but they do have thin coats. I mean, Labradors have got double coats. Yeah, I mean, I've
1: noticed maybe uh, Olive rather today like, along her back. Her coat's quite thick actually. It's even, thick, yeah, and at it's the got moment, thicker in the as
0: she's got older as well. So. Uh, yeah, but they're quite good for cooling in the summer as well. Apparently, they're, they operate in the same way that a sheep's would. They've got that thin downy lower cover, and then they've got a second coat, which so they get the, the air trapped between, It and actually acts as some sort of regulatory system. It's, it's I, I mean, you know, it's it's high twenties today, and they're uncomfortable dogs. They're not particularly happy, but they can go from high twenties to minus fifteen in just their. You know, their glorious nakedness. So (laughs) isn't isn't that amazing? Whereas we would, you know, if I wandered up Bray in minus 15, wearing nothing at all, I I mean, I would get arrested on the outskirts (laughs) of Adi Moore. But beyond that, uh, I wouldn't last very long.
1: You wouldn't. Um, I've seen some of the photos from your trips up mountains and they are stunning, Mm -hmm. breathtaking photography. And there's you in silhouette in the snow with, with Olive and Mabel. I mean, I don't want to get too kind of, you know, ethereal about all of this Mm. but you know what is it like in that moment to be up on that mountain with your two best friends well it
0: is you feel a real uh, an extraordinary connection between them there is that trust because they are following you um they're following you wherever you will go they will follow you and um they they put that trust in you because they they see you as the sort of leader of the pack i mean they're they're unwise to do so in my case but (laughs) they're they, they they're clearly thinking, okay, we're going this way. I kind of trust this guy. He's looking after us. And I don't know. First, I mean, I've always loved climbing in the mountains, but the first time I climbed with Olive, honestly, I got back to the car and I thought, that's just times 10. That was just absolutely perfect. Because um, for them, it is the greatest walk of all time. And let's be honest, that's what they're looking for. But I just, I don't know. It just, the bond between me and my dogs, gets even more, you know, even closer and tighter in the mountains. And I can't really explain it, but it's just, it is that, that connection. And you're looking after them, you're, they're in your care and you, they might stop and say, this is actually a bit chilly, what's going on here? <laughs> and you'll sort of say to them, no, it's fine. You'll give them a little bit of uh, chicken or a bit of sausage or something. They get these treats only in the mountains. And it's, uh, it's just very, very special.
1: And it's an interesting one because I'm Spot is you, obviously someone who's had dogs his whole life. I mm. I don't come from a family who's who've had dogs. Spot's actually my very first dog, mm. and I got him at a time in my life when i I'd been through a very bad breakup. My spirit was pretty crushed, and Spot came into my life, and it, he has managed to help put my life back together in yeah. a way I didn't think was possible by from small terrier.
0: No pressure spot, no? No pressure <laughs>
1: spot. And, but just he gives me purpose, he gives me direction in life. I get up early, I take him out for walks, been to some incredible places, which I would never have gone to mm. if it hadn't been for spot. And it's just the way he wags his tail and those velvety ears, and that and, is that. And the way he looks it. at me. Hello. And at night, when we're curled up on the sofa watching telly, he's there by my side. And even though I live alone, I never feel lonely because no. I always have sport. I mean, can you can you put into words what Oliver Mabel mean to you?
0: All those things that you just said there is that that is the dynamic that we repeated a thousand times and more around the country. Um, I I just I sounds. Uh, I I feel total love and uh, sort of protective instinct towards them as well. But it is all those things. When I'm wandering around the house, um, I'll be just chatting away to them. When you come into a room and they're there and they tap their their tails on the floor, it is just that that joy that someone else, some other creature, is so happy to see you. Um, Yeah, everybody will know. Everyone who owns a dog will know that feeling spot's just so mabel's now got one of our favorite toys which is a christmas pudding that squeaks <laughs> and it so uh spot she's
1: heard that it rolling around
0: with it you might get the the show at the moment might be all mabel's just inside the the back door at the moment but she might come out with it and throw it around because she's getting into the yeah here it comes so she might start throwing this around like an idiot um for example there we go
1: <laughs> you see if spot had a toy like that it would be in about Ten different bits. Pretty well, quickly. Olive would do
0: that as well. To it, but, so I have but...
1: to really watch toys. Yeah, because he tends to eat them, which is not always not always helpful.
0: Yeah,
1: but we love our dogs, don't we? And that's that's the thing that um, has come across with Olive and Labor. Well, I hope it
0: does as well. I mean, and that's the thing that one of the things about you know nobody has yet said. Look at you exploiting your dogs for entertainment because I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm just no, uh, you're doing it with a bit of affection, and I would hope that above all. This love I have for Olive and Mabel comes across as well, and I really could not be uh, without them, or I'd find it very, very difficult. And actually, a lot certain people have um, it. Gary Lineker Oh, there we go. dropped the name. Well, so he said because well he but he loves dogs. His dog. His, dog, his way, dog. went just I? before lockdown.
1: Oh, what an awful time! And he said he said awful he said, to uh, lose a dog anyway. Well, exactly. Anymore,
0: but 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 he said during the first few weeks of lockdown, um, he said he, he he just wished he had his. Dog with him still because it would have been made such a such a difference, um, and and I think it has made a huge. Anyone who has had the comfort and company of a dog during lockdown knows how much of a difference you know it's made.
1: Well, sport is slowly coming back. Yay <laughs> for, for, for Yay, both income for, income for both of us. Uh, does this mean it's like the end of the adventures for Oliver and Mabel? Because no. you're going to be focusing on.
0: No, I'm giving up sports. Real life. <laughs> I don't know I, if I'm giving if up I sport. Whoa, whoa, if ideas come come along um that for a video then of course I'll still put that out because I'll still find it you know they might not have the sheer intensity of the audience that we had at the start of lockdown but the people who love Olive and Mabel will still love to see them uh, you know and again if I choose to sort of retire them then I'll do that as well and I'll be happy to have them just as my dogs but it's it's sometimes they do something fun and you think that 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 will work very well as a video and you i'll still put it out on on twitter um yeah no i i i would hope that i would have twin careers the career (laughs) of my sports broadcasting and the career the career of olive and mabel there we are i am exploiting them but uh, no no i I don't think it's certainly not going to stop just just because sport comes back
1: because you've commentated on some of the best sport going you know olympic finals masters golf you've all all manner of six nations championships but you don't want to be just known as that dog bloke do you i
0: don't want to be exactly i don't want to be known as just the dog bloke. but at the same time i'd
1: there are worse things to be known as the frankly. worst thing to be
0: known as, exactly well absolutely the dog
1: this... bloke on the dog pod
0: yeah exactly um yes i you're right i've i've, I've in terms of sports broadcasting, i've been very very fortunate to do a lot of the sort of biggest events and it that is has been a real thrill, and you hope that it'll continue to to be that way i don't you, I don't want to compromise that by being the the dog commentator but if you that's and again that's why it's nice to do other videos that aren't aren't me commentating on my dogs it's me interacting with my dogs yeah. instead. So it's me discussing Mabel being scammed. or me dis- it, 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 So you create these alter egos for your dogs and you have conversations with them rather than me. I mean, I have actually got buried deep in my phone a couple of things that would make great commentaries. I could commentate on them and it would be, I think it would work, but I don't want to do sports commentary on them anymore. Um, I want to, to, to do them more. I like putting them in human situations. Yeah.
1: Oh, as the Zoom call showed. That was yeah, just a
0: exactly. So I quite like that idea, and I'll, I'll hopefully maybe develop that. But uh, I think I, uh, I don't think they'll be doing any sporting events in the future.
1: To be honest, they don't look like they're going to be doing anything this afternoon. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I know a pair of them right Crash now spark edit. out. Mabel in the house. Yes. <laughs> And Olive on the grass falls
0: asleep. Olive likes to cook herself on the grass and then she realizes she's heated herself up to the temperature of the sun and has to go inside. <laughs> and we've got cool collars for them and a cool mat as well, which you don't really need in the northwest of England that often. But <laughs> I can't imagine what it must be like for dogs in, in really hot climates. There, she's had enough now. So she's going either down the alleyway to cool off. Yeah, she'll go down there and she'll lie by the gate. There's a bit of a breeze. And there you go, your lady friend's gone, Spot. What do you think about that?
1: You're, pa- you're painting the perfect picture. It's been a pleasure <laughs> to talk to you. Thank yeah. you for being the guinea pig.
0: No, you're very... Well, the guinea pig pod, coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and thank you to, uh, for bringing Spot as well. Spot has been alongside me on the sofa here, the, the garden sofa for much of this pod, and uh, I've enjoyed your company, Spot, but uh, don't roll over again, Lawrence Delalio style. Yeah, thanks so much.